This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. All right, folks, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv. I am your host, your humble host, Dustin Gold, ready to expose and to talk about the technocracy. This is the final chapter. Finally, I was going to do a three-part series on Elon Musk's Neuralink, his AI brain chip company and then it turned into four parts and then it turned into five parts so this is the fifth part this is the final chapter because we need to move on so tomorrow i believe i will be focusing on a company called ai foundation ai foundation headed up by a man named lars butler that's with two t's Lars, A-L-A-R-S, Butler, B-U-T-T-L-E-R, and he is the head of AI Foundation, which is a tech company focused on mind twinning, which is right in line with what we've discussed and falls into line with Ray Kurzweil, the chief engineer at google and yuval noah harari the king philosopher of the world economic forum and elon musk the technocracy's tony stark slash iron man and their dream of uploading their consciousness into the ai hive mind cloud-based neocortex and so lars butler is a very interesting character because he has stayed off of people's radar over the last several years. Lars has been involved in the video game industry, the crypto industry. He has this company, AI Foundation, which was working on deepfake video, deepfake audio, and artificial intelligence mainframe sort of brain twinning software to run the deep fake and deep fake audio and deep fake video portions of the project so in a sense what he was doing was basically you or a subject in which he chose but they utilized this company 
to say that they're going to help you build a mind twin of yourself, you would upload at this stage in the project, you would upload sort of everything you know, everything you've learned, any books you've read, any books you've written, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, into their big data database. And then that would create an AI-powered twin of yourself in their cloud. And then that twin would be utilized to power... So it's the brain behind a deep fake video of you and a deep fake audio of your voice. So for people that are not familiar with deep fake, I've done interviews on deep fake, I believe, with Mike Moore right here on pain.tv as well as um, on a show on Long Island News Radio that Maria Albanese set up for me a few years ago. And I was familiar with deepfake technology before it became mainstream and put into the American lexicon because I had a comedy production business uh, running pretty heavy from 2009 to 2015, 16. And one of the services we provided were voice impersonators of political and pop culture characters. We did a lot of work for Conan O'Brien's show uh, before Jay Leno retired, uh, The Tonight Show. We provided some voices for Jimmy Kimmel, for Jimmy Fallon, for David Letterman before he retired. And we also would work for commercial production studios who were putting together radio and television advertisements as well as for political campaigns. So we were very well known in that industry. In fact, it was the New Yorker magazine, I believe, several years ago, deemed me the Don King of the political impersonation business because under my company, William Gold Entertainment, and my comedy troupe, Politico's Comedy Brigade, we had a wide range of natural-born lookalikes to to, uh, political characters. We had comedic actors that would put on wigs like Saturday Night Live and perform. And then we had voice actors ranging from people that could do comedic impressions of Barack Obama to sounding pretty much exactly like people like Donald Trump or Barack Obama. So this company, AI Foundation, approached us a few years back and they wanted to utilize our services. Uh, They wanted my Barack Obama uh, lookalike impersonator to do 3D facial scans of him to help build the deep fake, uh, deep fake video portion of the project. And they wanted a voice actor I have out of Phoenix, Arizona, who has a radio show who does a dead-on Barack Obama impression. I'm actually going to interview him soon about how sort of this deep fake audio is pushing voice actors out of the industry once again eliminating humans and their skills and being replaced by artificial intelligence so we will talk to him soon but anyway ai foundation at that time approached us with wanting this voice actor to do 30 hours of speech into their system to help train their system to be able to create an entire vocal 
uh, vocabulary on Barack Obama and then utilize the uh, look-alike physical impersonator for 3D scans to be able to build this deepfake video. And the way it works... Uh, there's there's various pieces. I will do a whole show on this. Let me take a note there. Let's do a show on deepfake. And the whole thing with deepfake, in simple terms, is these engineers can take a 30-second YouTube clip of, say, me right here. They could pull this off of YouTube, and then they can load this video clip into a specialized software and there's many versions of this now a lot of this stemmed out of the max planck institute in germany and then also out of a couple of universities here in the united states and then what they would do is they could then create almost a wireframe of you from that video and then they could take a voice recording so say there was somebody who could do an impression of me or they were going to take a me speaking, chop up the audio clip and make it sound like I said something that I did not say. They could then load that into the video software and then the video software would render a video of me that looked like I was actually saying exactly what that audio clip said. Then there were companies called, uh, one was called Liarbird, uh, Google was working on this, Adobe was working on this, called Deepfake, I just call it Deepfake Audio. And basically, they could take a 30-second clip of me speaking and then create a synthetic version of my voice in which they can then load text-based content and make it sound exactly like me saying it. So then you merge the deepfake video with the deepfake audio, right? So you take a clip of my audio and you build out a vocal library of me. And then you take the deepfake video of me which can be manipulated to lip sync exactly what the audio clip says, load in text, and then it will render out a video of me speaking the words, looks like me, moves like me, sounds like me, and then is saying what the script that somebody wrote says. And if that's not freaky enough, what AI Foundation was building was an AI backbone that powers the deepfake synthetic representation of me or of you. And so they were working, supposedly, this is what we were told, with Barack Obama, who was going to come in, and he was going to then, for three days, help refine the system that we helped train, and they were going to have an exact replica of Barack Obama that, for instance, let's just say, Tucker Carlson or Anderson Cooper or whatever trading card hero on television you love so much was going to interview Barack Obama, they could actually put him on TV as this deep fake representation of Barack Obama and then interview him and it would actually be answering the questions in real time based on the AI mind frame, the backbone, the brain that was powering the deepfake video so that there would have to be no manual uh like my voice actor would not have to be sitting there and speaking and controlling the deepfake video puppet that the questions would be answered in real time from the artificial intelligence with the deepfake video and audio skin over the top and so it's essentially a, a digital projection a robot 
Um, and it was going to be developed by loading everything that Barack Obama ever read, studied, was involved with, speeches he gave, speeches he listened to, so that it could actually answer questions as if it was Barack Obama with complete and total accuracy was the goal. And that is what is called a mind twin. So you upload your consciousness. This is what Kurzweil, this is what Harari, this is what Musk, this is what Peter Thiel and others talk about, is uploading your consciousness. Now, they want to end up doing it in a much more streamlined fashion than the way that Musk is doing it, which we've talked about in this show. Uh, or the way that that AI Foundation is doing it, in which it's it's sort of done in a manual way, and what they want to be able to do is have this AI brain chip, this Neuralink in your head that actually pulls all your memories and your thoughts and your knowledge out of your brain and uploads it into this cloud-based um, server. And so we have to get into AI Foundation next, and I have to introduce you to Lars Butler. Now, one of the other interesting pieces of Lars Butler, uh, another billionaire technocrat who on his bio calls himself a humanist. He is anything but, as we said yesterday, the human evolution of humans, which is the engineering of humanity out of existence, is nothing more than technocratic genocide technocratic genocide and so he is not a humanist he is an anti-humanist and never forget this is a battle between humanity and anti-humanity and so butler you'll see is a very very creepy bond villain type guy but he has had high levels of access to the white house on some of his projects he is partnered with Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA, of which Keith Alexander is a direct partner of his on a cybersecurity, cybersecurity company. And then Keith Alexander now sits on the board of AI Foundation. So ask yourself why the former head of the NSA and why a former president, Barack Obama, would want to be involved with any company that is going to, to, to make deep fake AI-powered replicas of real humans. Why a former president would even allow himself to be cloned, digitally cloned. And why the former head of the NSA, whose job was to protect us from terrorists during his reign, terrorists are involved with people like Lars Butler. But then what we're going to do is then break down Lars Butler, his other connection, which I believe I was the first to ever stumble upon after we were invited to work on this project, and I did research on it to find out who AI Foundation was and who Lars Butler was, and so I called Maria Albanese, the co-host on the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays on Paine.tv, and we did a bunch of research. This is, goes back three or four years ago, and the next thing you know, Lars Butler was connected to General Michael Flynn on a little company called IP3, which was set up to sell nuclear reactors to saudi arabia 
and then dump the waste in Russia. And so Maria and I started delving deep into this, putting all these connections together. This is after Flynn was thrown out of the Trump White House. And then we stumbled upon congressional investigation into this, including texts and emails from Michael Flynn and others in the Trump White House showing the commissions they were going to be paid to sell these nuclear reactors to Saudi Arabia and send the waste material to Russia. And we said, what the hell is this? Now, with the entire Trump-Russia show going on, I call it a show, we wondered why it was never used. In fact, it was investigated by the... uh, Democrat congressman led the committee, the late Elijah Cummings, no fan of Donald Trump. And we said, why isn't this being used to help take down Donald Trump? Well, it wasn't until one, two weeks ago when the Trump raid happened. And then all of a sudden, IP3 started to surface. And Maria talked about it on the Thomas Paine podcast two Fridays ago that it came back up. And so tomorrow, I will do a show on AI Foundation, Lars Butler, and begin to touch on IP3, which will lead me into a show where I will review Elijah Cummings' report. Not that I'm a fan or ever was a fan of Elijah Cummings, but it's important that you guys see this because it will further help you open other people's eyes into the fact that this mind twinning stuff is happening and that Donald Trump is connected to these type of people and that stop following these fake leaders and start to carve out a future for yourself. There are no leaders that are leading to you to, to the promised land. None of these people love you. That is my common theme. The government does not love you. Elon Musk does not love you. Donald Trump does not love you. Joe Biden does not love you. Peter Thiel, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, Ray Kurzweil, Yuval Harari, Klaus Schwab. None of these people love you. And if you think they love you, if Dr. Fauci loved you, he would not be retiring at the end of December, as we just heard will happen. They do not love you. They are here to abuse you, and they are here to destroy you. And maybe they will destroy you while I take this short break. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. We are back from the break and we are ready to rock and roll. And we are ready to take the fight to Elon Musk and the technocrats. This morning... My wife and I went over to the midwifery that uh, we hired to take care of my wife and to deliver our baby in late 
October, and it was amazing. Every time I go, every few weeks, I get to hear, you know, my baby's heart beat inside of my wife's beautiful, round, magical love belly. And it's the most amazing sound in the world. And that is what is driving me to do this show and to lay out all of the information that I have learned and gathered over the last 15 years of my life. I've produced other people's shows. I have been guests on shows. I've co-hosted shows, but I never really wanted to do my own show because I knew that I would have to also produce it and promote it because I want everything done as close to perfect as possible. But when Mike approached me, Mike Moore of the Thomas Payne podcast, Payne.tv, with doing a show instead of just coming on once every three months and being a guest, I said, you know, I've got a baby on the way and I want to lay down a record uh, for my child of what the world was and that way they can compare it to what it is when they are 12, 13, 14, 15, 18 years old. And so that is one of the reasons why I do this. And when I hear my baby's heartbeat, it drives me to get on the microphone and lay down this content. So it is for you, it is for me, but it's really, really for my child. And so on this episode, as I said, we are doing the final chapter of the Elon Musk Neuralink series. Now, that's not to say I'm not going to bring it up again or get into different elements of it, but the idea was to put this together in multiple parts for you because I think it is one of the most important pieces of, I would say, it's I call it a bridge technology. Uh, we are in the middle of what Klaus Schwab calls the force industrial revolution. And so we are also in the middle of transitioning from natural life to this technological metaverse life. And so this AI chip that's going to be drilled into your skull, and I believe generally with technology that the government and their puppet companies, their front men, public relations spokesmen like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and the rest of these people like Bill Gates that they put out in front of us, out in the public, out on television, to talk about these technologies, to make them hip and to make them cool and to uh, push forward adoption campaigns for them. I believe that they are way, 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 way further ahead with the technology than what they present to us. So we know DARPA, uh, we know NASA, we know different branches of the military and intelligence organizations within the government are developing these technologies and so i believe they get them ready they get them prepped they know what they're going to be they have them ready and then they roll them out through companies like apple and ibm and google and microsoft and amazon and such to make them hip and make them cool and introduce them to the public 
and we see them in movies which part of the movies are predictive programming to get you ready for the dick tracy watch to come out where you can talk to someone on your dick tracy watch where movies like the matrix that like well real life sucks you have to eat muck on the ship the ebenezer but in the matrix you can eat delicious steak and you could do kung fu and then we actually see people like elon musk on joe rogan experience talking about how his brain ship will be just like the matrix if you want to learn a new language you run a program and a minute later you can speak another language so they make these things cool and they make them hip and they help push them into the american lexicon and get unsuspecting people to adopt them that's what minecraft was all about that's why bill gates owns minecraft minecraft i know personally kids that were addicted they might still be to minecraft literally going on their ipad or their phone or computer into their second life their digital world where in crappy pixel block form it looks like anyone my age i'm 41 that played atari games as a kid it looks like that that you go into this world there's no levels there's no winning you just build a mansion and build a pond in the ground. And I had kids I knew that literally this one kid thought uh, he was into uh, fish and into the ocean. And I said to him, uh, hey, you ever go scuba diving? He was 13 years old at the time. And he said, yeah, I've been scuba diving. And this was a, a chubby, goofy kid. I'm thinking, where do they even have a scuba suit that would fit this little pudge ball? And he said, yeah, oh, yeah, I've been scuba diving. I said, wow, that's amazing because I, uh, I was going to you know, offer um, to set him up with someone I knew for, for scuba lessons. And I get into this conversation, and it took 15, 20 minutes before I even realized he had not ever been scuba diving in real life. He went scuba diving inside of Minecraft. But in his mind, it was real. He believed Minecraft was really his life. That living inside of this alternate world, this immersive video game, where he built this house that he loved, and he had a hole in the ground where he went scuba diving, that that was actually real. He actually believed this. He thought the video game was real life, that Minecraft was an extension of his life. And at this point, five, six years ago, maybe seven years ago, they hadn't even pushed this concept of the metaverse as far forward as we see today, which in some of the immersive worlds, you look more real, you wear a VR headset, a virtual reality or an AR headset, augmented reality, and you literally feel like you're walking around in a world in a 3d world they didn't have that this was on a phone this was on a tablet this was on a video game his parents thought he was just playing a game he was in their building they actually convinced parents to believe it was like legos where the kids were learning how to construct things and it was going to help them become engineers or architects later in life just like roblox another one of these sort of second life worlds and so Bill Gates had bought Minecraft. What do you think they were doing with that? They were doing testing the whole time on these kids using them as guinea pigs to develop what would later become what we're starting to see now as this metaverse. 
And so the concept, just like the Matrix, is that they are going to make life, real life, natural life, so miserable for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, or seniors who they're testing virtual reality and augmented reality goggles on in senior centers already because their lives are miserable if they have broken hips, they can't get out of bed, and they're putting them into these digital metaverses. And they're going to make life so miserable for them. I keep talking about the pod life, forcing them to live in 400-square-foot pods. I just found out when I was in Poland... Over in Germany now, there's a lot of young people basically moving into these four or five hundred square foot studio apartments with with parking included, furniture included, everything. It makes it easy for about four hundred and fifty euros a month. That's about four hundred and fifty dollars a month. So why if you're younger and you're not making a lot of money, you would say no to that. So that's the beginning of introducing these people to the pod life. And then once you're living in that pod, in that four or 500 square foot apartment, which now that I see it's real life, remember I kept talking about the 400 square foot pods? So this is the beginning of it. You're going to be living in this pod. Your life's going to be miserable, but you're going to be able to put on your VR goggles and go into the metaverse. And that's where you're going to go to work, work in quotes, because what kind of work are you really going to be doing in the metaverse? And then one of the things that Klaus Schwab talks about in the book, The Force Industrial Revolution, which we're going to do a full review on that here and unpack that book for you, is 3D printing, which came on the scene 10 years ago. But essentially, everyone is going to have a 3D printer in their pod. And when you need a cup or a mug like I'm holding up now, you're going to 3D print the mug. And then when you're done, you melt it back down into the 3D printer. And if you need a fork, it'll print you the fork. And eventually, they're already doing it in labs. There's food on the shelves in the store right now, technically, that could be 3D printed that you wouldn't even know about. That they're going to be 3D printing food. And they're going to be 3D printing. They're already 3D printing organs. You'll be able to 3D print body parts. That all falls in line to the biological and non-biological body suits that Ray Kurzweil and Elon Musk and others talk about. And so the job is to make your life miserable, like in the Matrix, in the natural world, living in a hole in the ground down in Sion, the village of the humans, or living on the battleship, the Ebuchadnezzar, where you eat basically oatmeal mush. And drink prison wine that tastes like gasoline. And so, just like Klaus Schwab says, you'll be eating bugs. And you will love it. You will own nothing and you will love it. You will own nothing but the 3D printer. And you'll be renting the pod. And then they even have plans in Fourth Industrial Revolution in the future that you will own nothing. Everything you need will be gig-based, delivered to your door, and rented. You need a toaster, you can't 3D print it, you rent it for the day. This is literally the future they have planned. And that's how they're going to force people into the metaverse. And that's how they're going to get you to upload your consciousness so that you have an avatar mind twin that can work inside of the metaverse. And they even sell it. You will see this through the Peace on AI Foundation. 
that your avatar could become your second life, your mind twin, that can operate and do all of these mundane tasks for you inside of the metaverse without you even having to do it. So what are you doing? They want to sell you on this concept of laziness. You're going to lay around and eat Twinkies, 3D printed Twinkies. You're going to lay around and eat 3D printed Reese's Pieces peanut butter cups all day while your your mind twin, your your personal AI slave will be doing all of your un- mundane tasks inside of the metaverse. It's a lie. And eventually, in the next week or two, we're going to get into the technologies and the companies behind turning humans into battery power in order to power the AI metaverse and utilizing human DNA as hard drives because they've showed that DNA can store more data than anything else they've ever built. So humans will be utilized as storage drives, and batteries to power the AI world, to power the metaverse. This is real. It's actually real. And so that's what they're working towards. So you see, that's what humans are going to become, is batteries and storage drives. Even Bill Gates, and this is real, I've looked at it, has a patent in which they give you tokens to complete certain tasks that utilizes your energy to mine cryptocurrencies. It's complicated, and that's why that's probably going to have to be a whole entire show by itself. But that's what's going to happen. You're going to go into your Minecraft, go into your Roblox, go into your Second Life Metaverse, your drug of choice. You're going to have a VR headset. You're going to do tasks inside. You're going to be rewarded with tokens that you can use to buy things in the Metaverse, build your digital house in the Metaverse, while they are utilizing your energy and your DNA to store data and to power this AI Metaverse for them folks that is the original movie the matrix and you're going to see how in the last version of the matrix they actually now have the humans partnering with the ai and robots coming up with this theme that there are certain robots and certain ai that are actually friendly to humans and they're going to help humans so the entire movie franchise was flipped upside down and instead of the robots and ai being enemies now there's good robots and good ai and the humans eventually actually merge with them so we're going to break that down uh maybe friday show i'm going to do that right now i'm going to step out into the matrix on this quick break i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right. 
with my precious little mind twins, my little AI robots, my deep fake video projections. I know you're listening to me out there, here inside of Goldcraft, one of the most amazing metaverses that ever existed. So now, let's get into the topic of today. This is Elon Musk, Neuralink, Part 5, the final chapter. So let me just sum this up for you in case you don't remember, because I know a lot of you, you're listening to Mike, you're listening to Maria, you're listening to Legal Man, you're listening to so many other podcasts out there that sometimes when you jump back into into my world and what I'm covering, it's complicated because I talk a lot and I give out a lot of information. So in part one, we reviewed Elon Musk and we reviewed Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA for the last 40 years. And we showed that Bushnell in a piece published by NASA on the NASA website and also in a speech in front of FIRE, Future in Review, uh, organization bush now praises elon musk and praises ray kurzweil and bush now admits to the fact that the ai brain chip is going to be at first utilized or tested on people with paralysis traumatic brain injury alzheimer's dementia etc but then used to augment the human brain and in 2018 at this fire organization speech bushnell said he's kermit dennis bushnell here kermit the frog how is everyone uh, and if you're watching the video you know i have the kermit the frog puppet back there and that is for dennis bushnell and also bill gates because gates is the same thing bushnell and gates are sort of sound alikes of each other maybe one of them is using a deep fake audio voice projection of the other one or it's Jim Henson powering all of them and he's not really dead. Or he is and he uploaded his mind to the Mind Twin AI Foundation Neocortex Cloud Base Hive Mind. Who knows? It's so complicated. But Dennis Bush now said that then it would be utilized to augment the human brain. And in 2018, he said that there were 200,000 humans walking around on planet Earth with a brain chip in their head. Again, this information comes from NASA, not from you or me or Alex Jones. Alex Jones here. We're going to fight these potbelly goblins. Uh, no, it came from Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA. And so we showed that in episode one of the Musk series. Episode two, we reviewed the Joe Rogan experience, Elon Musk interview from 2018. We analyzed that and showed you how Musk was talking about Neuralink in 2018. And then in episode three of the Musk series, we went into the Rogan experience, Musk interview from 2020, where he unveiled more information and was more brazen about Neuralink. And you got to watch these two, these two clowns. Rogan is, is frankly, in my opinion, a puppet of the technocracy. I want to do a show about that. And a lot of his guest ties into Peter Thiel. Peter and uh, but but I I have to be careful about how we do it 
but uh, and I know it'll upset a lot of people, and it will probably limit my ability to get on other shows in order to go out and to promote the work that we're doing here because unfortunately a lot of the other shows that we perceive to be in this wheelhouse on this level of what we're discussing here and what mike is discussing over at the thomas Payne podcast are actually tied back to joe rogan and are part of that crew and so if you really listen to the type of conversations they have on these other shows and i will not name names and a lot of these people may not know what their purpose is, but they are at least being used as useful idiots because they are promoting and glorifying and normalizing the very technologies in which, in one sense, they act like they're against. And you really saw that on Rogan through the entire COVID era where Rogan was supposed to be this warrior or presented as a warrior against the vaccine, against the jab and the boosters, yet at the same time, he was normalizing COVID and making COVID real and then forcing all of his guests who willingly got tested before they came into his studio therefore further normalizing the fact that COVID is real and dangerous, and then pushing the antibody treatments, pushing certain drugs and concoctions, and then bringing on guests that tie back into Peter Thiel and others who were saying, well, the COVID vaccine was just the wrong way to do it. And Now that they're criticizing the mRNA vaccines, it's really to line up the next level of these personalized DNA modifying vaccines. So Rogan is is there to normalize the technocracy. He brings someone like Elon Musk on his show to normalize Musk, make him look hip, smoke a joint with him, drink whiskey with him sit there and go wow dude wow man wow this technology is really freaky man wow wow dude you're blowing my mind dude instead of saying yo you're crazy you're crazy but see musk would never go on a show if he knew that rogan was going to say that to him which is why musk is on the show because rogan is on team technocracy His job is to promote this. So we covered those two interviews, which are very important. If you haven't listened to parts one through three, you should go back and do that. They should be labeled on uh, pain.tv as must part one, must part two, part three, and then also on Apple Podcasts and wherever else this podcast plays. So then yesterday we did part four, which was going to be for... Uh, was going to be the final piece, but I had to split it into two. And so yesterday, I reviewed a video, a piece of propaganda that was put out on YouTube to promote Neuralink. And then we showed Musk's press conference and product demonstration of Neuralink, utilizing what was called the Three Little Pigs experiment, where he had one pig that did not have a brain chip. The second pig supposedly had a brain chip and had it removed, and then it was happy, as he said, happy and normal. And then he had the third pig, Gertrude, who had the AI chip, and he demonstrated how the AI chip was going to work. And actually, in the end of the 14-minute 
press conference, well, it was actually an hour in real life, but 14 minutes in the edited version, admitted that this was going to move towards being able to play back your memories and basically control your brain and have a matrix running inside your head where you could replay and fast forward your entire life like the movie Click with Adam Sandler. And so that was really important to see that because it's in his own words and then it ties back in to the things he said on Rogan's show and then ties directly into what Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher of the World Economic Forum, the man who says, you have no soul, you have no free will, you have no spirit, you are a hackable animal and we need the reign-ins, these useless humans. Because they're going to render us useless after they replace us with AI and robots. So it's important to watch part one, two, three, four. In this part here, I'm going to wrap this up. We are getting into a video which comes after the Gertrude Pig experiment. And this one is called Monkey Mind Pong. So if you're not watching us at pain.tv slash gold, go on YouTube and look up Monkey Mind Pong to watch this video. So let's get right into it. And then that way we can move on to the next piece, which is this Wired Magazine Neuralink video that I need you to see because it talks a little bit about what's coming in the future, which is the human trials of which Musk said he was approved by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, to move forward with that he could start drilling holes into humans' skulls and literally start planting the chip inside their brains oh yeah oh yeah dustin i want to get one of those it's gonna be fun i'll be able to play minecraft inside my head plus it'll cure my hangnail and you can listen yesterday on yesterday's show to all the stuff they're promising they're going to cure with this and how they're trying to bait people into getting this done and joining the human trials So they're basically going to run Nazi experiments on people with dementia, Alzheimer's paralysis, and traumatic brain injury. Oh, and they're going after fat people, too. They're going to help them lose weight. And people that suffer from paralysis, they're going to help them eat. So why don't they just bring the fat person over to the person with paralysis house and they can have the fat person feed the guy who's not eating with the food that the fat person was going to eat and then the fat person could lose weight and the other guy could gain some weight. That could actually work and not involve artificial intelligence robots or putting a Duracell battery into the back of your head. I mean, that's what they're doing, right? So we'll get into the monkey mind pong video so you can see how they tortured this poor little monkey who, at least back when they did this a couple of years ago, was not suffering from monkeypox. So that's a good thing. But if he had monkeypox, they could have cured that with the brain chip probably. Musk would have said, oh, yeah, we could, uh, we could cure monkeypox if you let us drill a hole into your head and plant a Duracell battery with a 1,000 wires going down into your brain with 1,024 electrodes on each one and just shock little parts of your brain. I think that was electric shock therapy, was it not? 
let's ask the uh, the once infamous Kennedy family who did that to one of their children. So we'll do monkey mind pong. Then we're going to get into this wired Neuralink piece. And then I am going to walk you through the investors that are behind Neuralink so that you understand what type of creeps, what type of weirdos, what type of power-hungry billionaire criminal thieves want to put a Bluetooth-enabled chip into your brain via a hole that they hammer into your skull. I mean, would you not want to know who was behind this? I find it to be completely fascinating in this country and around the world that people never ask these simple questions. People lined up in droves at CVS, at Walgreens, at Rite Aid, at the grocery store, at the pharmacy, at the drive-up clinic, at the hospital, at the doctor, to have a jab put in their arm, to get a booster shot into their vein, to get a test rammed into their skull through their nose, Without ever asking, many of them never asked, where did this come from? Who developed it? Who funded it? Who's profiting from it? They just lined up and did it. And so I think one of the biggest things you want to know is who is behind this push? Who are the people that are investing supposedly their own money into this technology and why are investment companies partnered with InQtel, the CIA's hedge fund, which by the way, the last time I checked, the CIA is part of our government. Our government works for us, right? Not really, but they're supposedly do and they operate with our tax dollars, which they don't really. Taxes are just used to keep you down. They just print funny money everywhere and pass it around. It's bribery blood money. And so, why are these people in our government so interested in putting a Bluetooth-enabled router inside your brain? Why do they want to put an internet modem inside your brain? Why did they want you to be able to play video games inside your brain? And we're going to answer that question today. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv. I will be right back on the other side of this short commercial break. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. All right, all right, all right. My wonderful people out there, my wonderful folks, my homies, my gold pillars. Gold pillar. It's like a caterpillar. We have many legs here. At the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, one other thing. I just want to mention this quickly. So, 
I am setting up a, a Facebook business page or whatever for, for for this show. We've got the YouTube channel. It's at Dustin Gold Show. I'm going to start putting out some more videos over there and then releasing these videos a couple weeks after they air at pain.tv slash gold. And I have Twitter account at Dustin Gold Show or at Hackable Animal. I think I'm going to upload videos to BitChute, maybe Odyssey, and I might use Rumble. I'm not sure. I'm not going to really be engaging on those platforms, just using them to put the content out there. So if you want to engage with me, the best way to do that is by joining pain.tv. It's a great community. It's a great app. Uh, you can download the app uh, in the iPhone store, the Apple store, and I believe I believe you can download it in Android. I know they were working on that. And so you could communicate with me there and uh, join at pain.tv slash gold. I might set up a telegram or something. I prefer not to have to keep setting up different accounts on platforms owned by the very technocrats that I hate. I really don't want to do it. And at some point, I'm going to talk to Mike Moore over at pain.tv. I may launch my own app that's just sort of a communication app uh, where I can keep information and upload a lot of these articles that I source in my videos. I don't know. I'm, I'm working. It's, it's just a lot of work. And... Um, it's just it would be another added step and it would have to be worth it for me to do it. So I'm working on that, but if you want to communicate with me, send me ideas and such, join pain.tv at pain.tv slash gold. I think it's like eight dollars and fifty cents a month or something like that for the regular tier, which you will get the video shows, uh, the video version of this show. I'm going to put some exclusive content on there once in a while and you can uh, be part of the community there. It works sort of like a, a Facebook-Twitter hybrid. There's a lot of active people on there. There's different groups, people talking about farming, uh, talking about technology, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really worth it. But that is where, when I was in Poland, I was posting updates on my uh, personal page inside of pain.tv, and people were asking questions, and I was answering those. So that's where I'll be doing it. And then we're also... Um, probably not for a month, going to be rolling out a live stream show so that I can do Q&As with the guests I'm going to start having. And that will only be available to call in that show and to text chat questions through pain.tv. So for $8.50 a month, I told Mike it should really be $10 a month. Uh, just make it an even 10 um, You can join pain.tv slash gold and support the Thomas Paine Network, Paine.tv, and myself. And if we can get that going, then there's talks of bringing other content creators, researchers onto the network that are going to focus on other types of content where I'm really doing the technocracy versus natural life right now. Mike is focusing on the criminality, on the uh, scams and the schemes of government and these grifters that are stealing your money. He, he blew the lid off of COVID the last two years on that giant scheme and scam. So go to pain.tv slash gold and join if you want to be able to communicate with me. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to jump in into monkey mind pong so let's watch this video 
And that way we can get into the rest of this Musk content. Here we go. Monkey Mind Paw. And the video is queuing up. This is Pager. He's a nine-year-old macaque who had a Neuralink placed in each side of his brain about six weeks ago. If you look carefully, you can see that the fur on his head hasn't quite fully grown back yet. Okay, so there is a monkey that is sitting on a small chair. Okay, and he has in his right hand, it, it's not a chair, it's, it's a branch, like at a zoo, there's a picture of, you know, woods in the back, it actually looks terrible, it looks like a two-year-old set this up, but anyway, he's sitting on a branch, a fat little monkey, and he's got in his right hand a joystick, almost like an Atari joystick, or a manual shift car uh, stick in his hand, and then in his left hand, he's holding a straw that's fixed on a post in front of him and he has the straw in his mouth and then there's wires coming out of the post and there's a flat screen monitor uh so he's sitting and he's looking at the flat screen monitor left hand he has a straw and his right hand he has a joystick he's learned to interact with a computer for a tasty banana smoothie delivered through a straw Okay, so there's the banana smoothie, you know, in the uh, coming out of the straw. Okay, now again, recognize the voice there, very similar to the propaganda piece that we analyzed yesterday. They have to have a British guy that sounds like Jarvis from Iron Man. He's sitting, he's sitting there with a straw, with a wonderful banana shake. He has a banana shake. And by the way, do you notice his hair didn't grow back yet? Because we implanted a robotic AI blue enabled chip in the back of his skull see how it's so calm it's so warming oh it's so wonderful we have just a very polite james bond telling you about the wonderful chip that they hammered into the back of this monkey's little skull he's just a macaque he's drinking a banana milkshake that he picked up at the mall from the smoothie booth oh it's so great and he's just sitting there now listen to the rest of this crazy stuff Oh, and by the way, this video was produced by Neuralink. This is one of their videos. We can interact with the Neuralinks simply by pairing them to an iPhone, just as you might pair your phone to a Bluetooth speaker. Right, so now they're showing a hand in this shot with uh, an app on it, and it's paired with the Neuralink, so he says. And he's like, oh, it's just like pairing it, pairing it to a to a Bluetooth-enabled speaker, except except it's a, it's a chip smashed into your skull. But don't worry about that. No, it's like a Bluetooth speaker. You see, this is what's called adoption. Adoption through public relations and propaganda. That's what we're watching here. This monkey has a chip hammered into its head, and now they've got it connected to an iPhone, and it's supposed to be cool and hip. The links uh, record from more than 2,000 electrodes implanted in the regions of Page's motor cortex that coordinate hand and arm movements. Okay, so now what you're seeing is this monkey is sucking on the straw, holding the straw in the left hand, sucking on it, while it's staring at the screen, which has a video game, and a controller, the joystick, in the right hand. Neurons in this region modulate their activity with intended hand movement. For example, some might become more active when he moves his hand up, and others when he moves it to the right. 
By recording from many neurons and feeding their activity into a decoder algorithm, we are able to predict Paige's intended hand movements in real time. Okay, so let me explain that if you didn't understand that. So what it is, well, they're going to talk about this, but pager this monkey was you know i love that a pager pager like the old-fashioned pagers they're paging him so anyway pager has the joystick and pager learned to play the video game with the joystick so it already knows when it moves up or moves down it does different moves in the video game so what they do is they say that now they've disconnected the joystick so pager will make the movements the hand movements on the joystick although the joystick is no longer controlling the video game but they have the ai chip the Neuralink chip with the wires going down into the brain that we covered last night into the brain that's reading the signals of the brain that would be sending the signal down to the monkey's arm and hand to move the joystick so now they can bypass the actual arm and the hand to make the movements in the video game match the signals that the brain would be sending to the arm and the hand. Now, never forget this point. What are they doing? They are hacking the brain. They are hacking the human body, in this case, the primate's body, the monkey's body. They are hacking it. So they are bypassing the actual physical movements of the arm and hand by reading the signals the brain would send to the arm and hand. Therefore, they now hacked it because now they could technically pump signals into the brain to make your brain do things to your arm and to your hand that you did not intend. See this? And what did Yuval Harari, Harari call us? hackable animals so this is it you're watching it what did rogan and musk compare us to monkeys it's all right in your face folks it's all right there it's all there but i want one i want one it's so cool i can play minecraft while i lay in my bed and eat my 3d printed corn pops all right folks first we calibrate the decoder by recording neural activity as Pager uses the joystick to move a cursor to targets presented on the screen. As he's playing this game, we're wirelessly streaming, in real time, the firing rates from thousands of neurons to a computer. Right, so now they're showing this computer exactly what he said. It's the firing rate in the brain, but now it's sending it to the computer instead of the signals actually, well, the signals still go to the hand. The hand and arm are moving, but it's not actually doing anything when it moves the joystick. They're actually bypassing the arm and hand and sending the signals right into the computer. Using these data, we calibrate the decoder by mathematically modeling the relationship between patterns of neural activity and the different joystick movements they produce. Right, so you got that? That's what I explained before. So now they're using the signals sent from the brain that are being picked up by the computer, and then they're utilizing those signals picked up by the computer to actually do the movements in the video game itself, therefore removing the need for the arm and the hand, which at some point they will probably just cut the monkey's arm off and show you how it can play video games in its head. It doesn't even need its hands anymore because it would be like a human that has a phantom hand, someone who's been amputated, that their 
brain their mind is still trying to move their arm and their hand and they feel like it's actually there now they'll mutilate the hell out of these animals and you if you sign up for their trial after only a few minutes of calibration we can use the output from the decoder to move the cursor instead of the joystick pages still moves the joystick out of habit but as you can see it's unplugged he's controlling the cursor entirely with decoded neural activity See, it's, it's like, oh, he still does it out of habit, but he doesn't need to do that. He's not going to need his arm. Eventually, his brain will basically be a computer inside of a little case. And they'll utilize the human brain as a motherboard, like in a computer, to complete tasks and such. That's what you're going to be when you strap the AR and the VR headsets on your head and live inside your pod. Is they're going to use your mind, your brain. These are things they haven't been able to duplicate yet, so they're going to hack it. As I've said in multiple episodes, these people are not geniuses. They're not creators. They're not gods. They are hackers. They are pirates. They are criminals. They are thieves. That is all they are. And so all they're doing is they're hacking this monkey's brain, and eventually they're going to hack your brain. They've already done it through propaganda. Every time you turn on the television, or you watch mindless stuff on social media, on TikTok, they've already hacked your brain. They already tell you what to believe. They've already pushed you into a personalized AI, choose-your-own-adventure storybook. And so when we come back, we're going to finish up with this little monkey, and then we're going to get into the wired piece. Right now, I'm going to go play mind pong using my hand. Oh, no, Elon Musk. I'm going to use my real hand and not my brain. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Folks, this is President Donald Trump. Unbelievable. So great to be here on the Dustin Gold Standard. Unbelievable program. And I just want you to know, folks, I want you to know, I could literally go out on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone with my mind with my mind and you would still support me and vote for me in the booth using your mind no longer would i have to use my beautiful long finger my orange finger to pull the trigger no i could shoot someone in the head using my mind thanks to elon musk unbelievable company Neuralink, so great and you could go to the voting booth and use your mind to vote for me you don't have to use your hand to write it you just have your mind do it it's gonna be great do it from the comfort of your 400 square foot pod prison cell it's gonna be great put on the vr goggles put on your ar goggles and vote for me in the metaverse it's gonna be fantastic by the way i'm launching a new social media company not true social it's a new one it's called orange facebook so great unbelievable company so folks we are here we are back we are in the middle of monkey mind pong so if you happen to miss the last segment i would go back and listen to that because you need to 
understand really what this experiment is all about. As creepy as it is with the British guy narrating, oh, we just gave the little monkey a wonderful banana shake and we put a brain chip in its head and, oh, it's playing a video game by hacking the body and the mind and sending the signals down to the computer and the computer's playing the game. It's not the monkey's hand. We're just basically using the brain as a motherboard, as a motherboard. That is what they are doing. So let's watch this right now. We're in the middle of Monkey Mind Pong, a video produced by Neuralink showing a test case, a real-life test case of them having a Neuralink chip implanted in a macaque monkey's brain. Our goal is to enable a person with paralysis to use a computer or phone with their brain activity alone. Right. Their goal is to to uh, help someone with paralysis. What do we keep saying? These people are going to be the guinea pigs for this Nazi anti-human technology. So they want to allow someone with paralysis to utilize their phone without having to utilize their hand or their arms to type. They are going to just be able to type with their mind. Now, why they cannot do this with just vocal dictation, like through Siri or through Alexa, which we already have and of which they could refine and make better, although I'm against all of that as well, but I'm just saying... Playing devil's advocate here, they could do that. Could they not? Could they not? No. No, they have to put wires into your brain to allow your brain to send signals to the phone or the computer to type out the things you want to do or to utilize software. See, this is where it gets to the Tony Stark Iron Man level stuff we talked about from the movie. Let's watch now. Let's see what kind of other crazy stuff this psychopathic British scumbag is talking about. Because they wouldn't be able to move a joystick, they would calibrate the decoder by imagining hand movements to targets. One of the things the Neuralinks allow Pager to do is to play his favorite video game, Pong. To control his paddle on the right side of the screen, Pager simply thinks about moving his hand up or down. We've removed the joystick altogether. Okay, so as I told you earlier that they were probably going to chop this monkey's arm off just to prove a point for their crazy Nazi experiment, but now what they did is they removed the joystick because they're starting to train the monkey to not even have to waste time moving its hand or its arm, but only play the video game using its mind. Using its mind. Now, I don't know about you, I don't know if you think this is great. I don't know if you're one of these people who goes on these YouTube videos and comments and says how awesome it is and you can't wait to get your brain chip. But if you are, I hope you're not listening to me. I hope you're because I am 100% against this. This is the type of technology that leads to the end of humanity, the technological genocide of humanity itself. Now that he's up to speed, Let's increase the difficulty and see how well Pager can play with the Neuralink. 
So now the monkey is sitting there sucking on the straw with the banana shake, playing the video game inside of its head. Now, look, Musk is also a showman. He's a con man. He's a snake oil salesman. Yes. Do I believe this is real or do I believe they're just bullshitting? I put out a video while I was in Poland. And I was standing on a uh, on a hill in the Tatra Mountains, and I was pointing uh, just randomly to the sky behind me, and I was talking about how Russia was on the other side of this mountain peak, and they were bombing Ukraine, and the Ukrainian refugees were being led into this valley of which I showed a bunch of people and I talked about how the village down there was being bombed and the people were helping feed the Ukrainian refugees and I, at the end I said okay this is how fake news spreads because what you have to be careful of on the news and social media is that people could show you something and then talk about it as if what you're looking at is what they're talking about. It could be two completely different things, and yet you would believe it. Okay, and that's propaganda. So could what we're watching not be real? Maybe they just have things moving around on the screen uh, of the video game, and the monkey's just sucking on a straw, and it's not really doing this with its brain. But I don't see any reason behind that. When you see the investors behind Neuralink, you're going to understand... These aren't people being flim-flammed by Elon Musk. This isn't going to be just to drive up. They they didn't raise a half a billion dollars, more than that actually, to fund this company to make a fake technology to sell snake oil to eventually bring the company public and raise the share price. No, I believe they're actually doing this. This fits into Ray Kurzweil's dream and Yuval Harari's threats against us. I believe they are actually doing this. They are working on hacking the human mind. They are going to turn humans into batteries to power their AI world and into storage hard drives to be the the, the storage devices, the flash drives to carry this the data that's going to power this AI world. I believe it's real. I mean, could it be fake? Yes. But I don't believe that. I take them seriously when they talk about this stuff. There's no reason for them to pretend it's real. They're in the process of normalizing it. People watch videos like this and think it's cool. People watch this and think that this technology is going to cure their elderly mother or their sister who was in a car accident. People actually believe that Elon Musk and the people behind this want to save and help others. They tug at the heartstrings to get mindless people on board. And I'm sure there are good mindless people, people that actually want to help others. But that is the point of this. So now the monkey... As you can see, Pager is amazingly good at mind pump. He's focused and he's playing entirely of his own volition. Okay, so now they're showing the monkey sitting there, continuing to suck on the straw, and then on the screen, you see the ball going back and forth as it's playing mind pong. So what they're proving is that they were able to bypass the hand and the arm, hack the human mind, uh, hack the brain, hack the waves coming out of the brain, drive those signals into a computer, and then have that computer push out the signal as the joystick would to play the video game, they're showing it working now.
This is a working demo. It's not so, magic. The reason Neuralink works is because it's recording and decoding electrical signals from the brain. Great I game, apologize. Pager. I, I apologize, hold on, for these long pauses in here. For some reason, this guy likes to make everything dramatic in the British accent, so he's like, uh, and the macaque monkey will move its arm up and down so i'm trying to play it not have dead air and i apologize for that but also trying not to talk over the video but it makes it very difficult the way this video is produced and what better reward for a monkey than a banana okay now they're showing the monkey eating the banana right what better reward for the monkey than a banana but remember what i told you they're going to do to us what is a banana to humans money Money are just food coupons, right? Your boss or your customers, if you own a business, give you money, food coupons, in reward for you trading your labor or your hours or your ideas or your product or your service. So they give you food coupons that you could go out to use to buy bananas. And so what did I tell you that Bill Gates technology and his patent was on? Was rewarding you with cryptocurrency with tokens for doing tasks inside of the second life metaverse worlds and so that's how they're going to reward you and get you to follow orders that is how they're going to gamify your life whether in the physical natural world or in the digital metaverse world that's why this video only three and a half minutes but it is very very important we still have challenges spanning many fields of engineering. So if you're good at solving hard problems and want to change people's lives, even if you've never worked with the brain before, we would love to hear from you. Okay, so now what they do is they go in and they're, uh, and they're going to push uh, joining. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get you to join because remember what I told you, they are gearing up for human trials Oh, yeah, human trials. Yeah, that's so great. They're going to start drilling into people's heads. No, this is actually happening. This is actually real. I'm telling you, you can believe it's fake. I know there are people out there, I see them on Twitter, that every time they see a video, and, and folks, there is a lot of fake stuff. There is a lot of propaganda out there, but every time people see a video of one of Elon Musk's SpaceX rockets flipping upside down in the air and then re-landing or whatever, they say, oh, that's fake. I know it's not fake. I've been to SpaceX twice. I've seen it. I have relatives that live a 30-minute drive from SpaceX who send me videos from their phones that they just shot they go down there and they watch it there's thousands of people that live in that area of boca chica texas on the furthest eastern part of our southern border with mexico and they go down there and they watch it and they film videos and they put them on twitter and there's people who go oh that's fake it's not real it's all probably it's not fake i mean could it be an augmented reality uh a holographic image being projected into the air to look like the spaceship yeah i mean could that be and then people film it and it picks it up and it looks like real as if it's in the physical world yeah oh sure sure it could 
But what would be the point of that? Why do they want us to believe they have technology that looks like shit and barely works? I mean, is it that exciting that they have a brain chip they could put in a monkey's head and have it play mind pong by itself without using its hand? Now, if they were going to do that, they could have way crazier, way cooler technology that they're showcasing. I told you, whatever they have, whatever they let us see through Elon Musk, through Bill Gates, through Jeff Bezos, through Mark Zuckerberg and others, they already created 10, 15, 20 years ago, and now they're rolling it out and introducing it. So they have to, let's say they say, well, we want to be putting brain, let's say they finished it and they had iteration one of the brain chip ready five years ago but they want to start installing them in people's heads 10 years from now so now they roll out elon musk they put him on joe rogan's show and they have him start the campaign of oh we're just beginning to work on this we hired a company that built a robot that's going to plug this stuff into your brain we're just starting joe that's what he told rogan we're just starting it's not going to sneak up on you. It's going to come out slowly. So that's how they roll it out. They roll it out. And they roll it out so it's not scary because the government can't just come out on day one and say, okay, we got a brain chip line up. We're plugging it into your head. Now, they may be able to do that because I think in part they proved to themselves with COVID that there were people that were willing to just line up and get a, a shot in their arm. But remember, that took eight, nine months 10 months before the vax the jab was ready they had to scare the crap out of everyone into believing they were going to die from covid before they could actually get people to line up so that was a 10 month adoption campaign pr campaign to get people to line up for that this may take one two three ten years to roll it out in the public before people are actually willing to line up and get a chip jammed into their head i believe that they don't do this by force because they need to and we'll get into this on a future show give you the opportunity to resist to revolt because it allows them to keep their karma intact and their conscious clear it has to do with their weird sort of religious philosophies and so that is why they roll it out slowly because they have to basically trick you into going along with it i'm not going to go along with it but i am going to take a quick break this is dustin gold from the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Hello, my obedient little macaque monkeys. Just let us put a brain chip in your head and we'll give you a banana. I love my bananas. Hey, hey kid, get in my ice cream truck. Help me find my dog and I'll give you a banana. If you let me punch a hole into the back of your skull and shove a Bluetooth enabled internet router into your brain i mean come on folks this stuff is crazy 
So the next video that we're going to get into is going to be this Wired Magazine piece on Neuralink. And this is going to be the final video that I'm going to show on Neuralink itself, short of if Elon Musk comes out with any new product demos or there's any new groundbreaking information that comes out on Neuralink. Because with this series, we've basically analyzed all of Neuralink, showed you everything that's come out, showed you what's coming. Uh, We broke it all down, and you understand. And Neuralink, the brain chip, whether it's from Elon Musk or from some of the quote-unquote competitor uh, companies uh, doing this, And they have to have the competitor companies because they need to make it look like it's not one mad scientist, but that there's multiple technology companies working on the same technology at the same exact time, just by total coincidence. You know, all these companies arrive at the exact same type of technology at the exact same time. Just a coincidence, just a coincidence. It just so happens that every caucasian western country has open border problems at the exact same time even though all of them were founded at different times and are at certain stages in their cycle of civilization their cycle of society but they all have the same exact problems at the same exact time that's just a coincidence and so they have to have these other companies these other competitors uh, working on the same technologies And that way it looks like it's a race to who's going to have the best and coolest and hip one. And this company has one in pink. And this company has one in blue, which is great because it could match most of the women in America's hair dye now. I don't know why they weren't around with blue and pink hair like they're in high school and fans of Marilyn Manson. But uh, it's becoming commonplace, at least where I live in Maryland, to see grown women all the way up to the age 80 with their hair dyed blue and pink. And it's not the blue hair old people we talked about before who would get their hair done and then it would be tinted blue by accident. It looked like it was glowing under a, uh, a fluorescent black light. No, no, no. These are people who intentionally dye their hair blue at 80 years old. I don't know what that is. So let's get into this Wired piece because they will talk a little bit, I believe, about the human trials that are on their way. Let's take a look now. Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain chip company, recently pushed back on claims that it violated animal welfare laws a few years ago while testing on monkeys. This year, the company plans to test on human subjects. But when it does, what would this major step mean for brain implant science? Academics like me have conducted clinical trials in people with brain implants. Dr. Paul Niyajukian is a professor of bioengineering and neurosurgery. He directs the brain interfacing laboratory at Stanford. For about 20 years now. Academic. Oh, Stanford. Stanford is a wonderful place. Let me just bring this up. I won't say who it is, but... Uh, I met some people over in Poland, and their daughter moved to America with their German uh, husband. And they were both, I believe they were both, at least she was, uh, chemistry professors uh, that came out of Stanford. Now they work in the private sector. Yes, uh, moved into the private sector where the money is. And these people, these people, uh, one Polish, one German, went to Stanford chemists both vaxxed and boosted and had their one-year-old daughter vaccinated oh yeah these great 
people over at Stanford. Now, let's just listen to this guy, and they're going to talk about this. You, you, you need to know this, and then we can wrap up Neuralink and just get it off our plates and then move on to the AI Foundation mind twinning. Research brain implants up until this point more or less have almost exclusively been with wires. The difference that the N1 has, the Neuralink, it's fully implantable, it is battery powered, it is wireless. All of this is being done over Bluetooth protocol. Let's dive into the science behind Neuralink to understand how exactly human brain chips work. Okay, so just before we let that go, you understand what he was talking about, that they had brain chips in people uh, before Neuralink, which is part of what Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist for 40 years of NASA, was referencing in 2018 when he said there was over 200,000 people with brain chips in their head, but they had to have wires coming out of their head. Now, the Neuralink version is the first one that's wireless. And remember, Musk was talking about yesterday in his press conference, his product launch, product demo, that you could basically charge it at night and that it was now going to be wireless and operate over Bluetooth protocol. The science behind how these implants work is not that different from how you would go about trying to measure the energy from a AA battery. It's the same principle that we're doing with these brain implants. This is called neuroelectrophysiological recording. Neuroelectrological physical recording. Did you get that? Neuroelectrological physical recording. Uh, yes, that's what it's called. Yes, yes, yes. So neuroelectrological physical recording. And so what they're doing is recording the uh, voltage out of your head. It sounds like Dr. Frankenstein and the Frankenstein monster. Does it not? When you move your arm to the right, certain sets of neurons are activated in a certain pattern. Listening in to that activity and that pattern, you can predict very quickly which direction the arm is going to move. These are the neurons that are directly wired to your muscle. Okay, you understand. This is why we watched the Monkey Mind Pong video first, because it was a simplified version of what this gentleman who talks really fast, faster than me, actually, is talking about. And so I told you in the last segment that they were hacking into the brain in order to intercept the signals in which your brain is sending to, in the case of the monkey and in the case he's referring to, your arm. So they hack in, they intercept those signals, and now they're going to use those signals to drive the movements of whatever uh, AI interface or robotic uh, uh, device that you are going to control utilizing your mind rather than using your limbs. Unless that pathway from the brain to the spinal cord to the muscle is damaged the way it is in patients with paralysis. That pathway is damaged then the neural signals, the signals from the brain, aren't going to get down to move the muscles. Okay, you see, so now they have to go back to paralysis, right? But remember, I have to repeat this because I don't want you to ever forget. I don't want you to say, well, Dustin, you're being Germanic. They just want to help people with paralysis because between the brain that fires the signal and the arm, there is essentially a, a cord. There's a railroad track. And when you fire the signal... When you put the coal into the engine and light that coal, the train moves down the train track and delivers the message to your hand to move or your fingers to squeeze. 
right? So they just want to repair the train track. No, because I showed you that both Elon Musk and Dennis Bushnell talked about and admitted to that the people with paralysis, traumatic brain injury, etc., are the guinea pigs, and then it's going to be utilized as uh, uh, their ability to augment the human brain and to use this as the ability to upload your consciousness. So never forget, don't ever get caught back into this lie. Once you take the gold pill, you could forget about the red pill. When you take the gold pill, you're never going to take the blue pill again. Don't ever, ever, ever let them trick you into believing that this in any way is designed to help crippled people. It is not. Those are the guinea pigs. These people are the macaque monkeys for the elites to play with. The elites are these Auschwitz, psychopathic, deranged monsters doing experiments on the prisoners on the Soviets and the Poles and the Europeans and the Jews at Auschwitz. That's all they are. They are the bridge to developing whatever it is the elites are actually trying to develop that will benefit them in the end and enslave us for all times. In many cases, the signals are still present in the brain. They're just not getting out. So if you reach in and put something that listens in to those neurons and you know what's happening to the muscle... And that's the goal of a brain implant. Now let's look at a timeline of brain interface breakthroughs. Okay, and now there's sh- like there's actually video of a hole in someone's skull with what looks like a, a cork. It, it actually looks like a little glass vial that you would get, uh, I don't know, some kind of like pills in or something with a plastic cap jammed down into someone's head. Over the years, scholars have long been interested in how the brain works, so it's important to view these new developments at Neuralink as a culmination of breakthroughs by brain-machine interface researchers, especially in the last few decades. For example, in 2002, the first demonstration of real-time cursor control in monkeys took place. 2008, a monkey controlling a robotic arm in three dimensions fed itself. 2012, the first brain-controlled robotic arm by a human. 2017, a human controlled a cursor mentally to type out words and sentences. Dr. Nyojukian was part of this study, as well as the one in 2018. Okay, you see, the reason why I wanted to play this also, uh, which was in my notes, which I wrote with my hand, not with my mind, by the way. They've been working on this, they're showing in this video, going back to 2002, with the ability for the scientists and these great engineers to hack the human mind because they are interested in the brain and how it works. Remember, I told you these people are not creators. They are not gods. They are hackers. They are pirates. They are thieves. They are criminals. And so they've been working on this, as they're showing since 2002. But this stuff goes all the way back into Nazi experiments. And then after World War II, we, the United States, brought over 1,500 Nazi scientists under Operation Paperclip back in the United States to run and develop all of these whacked out experiments and military industrial complex type of programs including nasa and we will deep dive into that uh in the future 
But let's keep going with this video because this is priceless and you might have to stop and rewind and listen because this guy talks really fast. Where a human subject mentally controlled a tablet to do things like browse the web, send emails, and play games or music. All that's been done with a couple hundred electrodes. But in 2019, Neuralink, a private company, changed... So he said a couple hundred electrodes, right? And what did Musk say? That his chip was going to have the first iteration. Uh, maybe we'll pick that up in this video, but it's a thousand wires going down with, I believe, 1,024 electrodes on each. And they said that they were able to have those tasks completed with just 200 electrodes. So ask yourself what he's doing, right? With a thousand wires with 1,024 electrodes on each the game when it unveiled a pig named Gertrude with a wireless implant that monitored about a thousand neurons. The neurons are like wiring um, and you kind of need an electronic thing to solve an electronic problem. That was a very interesting moment because it signaled to the community that they're serious, they're investing, they're building hardware from scratch and they're putting it in large animals. For the pig, the electrodes were implanted in somatosensory cortex, allowing them to measure sensory activity, like that of taking a step. Every time that that particular neuron they were listening to fired, you would hear this little pop or click from the audio channel. And so the moment I heard it, right, it's like, oh yeah, hold, they got neurons. You just recognize it instantly. You know. Yeah, so this guy's all excited because Elon Musk demonstrated in the video. We watched, this is why it's important, we watched it, the Gertrude Three Little Pigs demonstration, that it showed that Neuralink was serious, that they were investing money in developing their own hardware, actually, and developing their own software. And remember, developing their own robot built by Woke Studios, which was this big white robot. I don't know how the robot is woke if it's white. It should have been maybe a black or rainbow-colored robot or maybe painted with a Ukraine flag, and then it would truly be woke. But, but the point is, this guy, who's the scientist from Stanford, is so excited that Elon Musk and his partners are actually investing money into moving this brain interface game forward. And again, we're going to end up looking at who is actually behind Neuralink, and then you're going to ask yourself why these people and these organizations and these venture capitalists want a piece of this brain chip because it has nothing to do with curing your paralysis, especially when Musk said the goal is to get the cost of putting it in your head down to a few thousand dollars. You think these multi-billionaire CIA-connected investors are doing this for a few thousand dollars per chip? I don't think so. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I will be right back here on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Yay! 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 Elon Musk and his partners have advanced the brain chip industry. How fantastic is that, ladies and gentlemen? We are conquering the world. 
We are bringing this technology into the future. We put it in pigs. We put it in monkeys. Now let's put it inside of men. Because we want men to be able to conquer the world. A monkey mind pong. Wow. This is crazy stuff, is it not? I mean, just take a moment before we jump back into this Wired Magazine piece. And really just try to think about how nuts this stuff truly is. I mean, the fact that we are sitting here together and actually analyzing videos about a company run by a dude whose grandfather was instrumental in the 1930s technocracy movement who is completely funded by the United States government with his other companies like SpaceX and then his company like Tesla floated through tax subsidies granted by the U.S. government, that he's digging giant holes under the state of California, clearly with the government's approval, but claiming on Joe Rogan's show that he just does whatever he wants. While he's taking over Boca Chica, Texas by force to build Space City, he's now been handed major contracts. He's essentially running NASA, uh, building operations in Florida, and he gets to play the richest man on Earth, and he openly smokes pot and drinks whiskey and then openly talks about with Joe Rogan, a propagandist for the technocracy, about putting this chip inside your head. And then he brings out some pigs and shows it in their heads and a monkey and shows it in their heads. And now people are praising him and Wired Magazine is praising what Elon Musk is doing. I mean, we are at that time in 2022 where these people literally are just doing it out in the open now. They put out a new Matrix movie that literally completely parallels it's almost like it's a movie trailer for the real life movie of elon musk and we'll do a comparison side by side with musk and the matrix movie soon maria albanese asked me to do that so that you could see musk yuval harari and ray kurzweil in their words uh compared to the words of actor neil hatrick uh, patrick harris or as you know him probably as doogie hauser if you still remember that who plays the architect of the Matrix in the new Matrix movie, explaining what the Matrix is, the iteration that's seen in the last Matrix movie. He explains what it is and how it's architected, and it's the exact blueprint for Kurzweil, Musk, and Yuval Harari's dreams. But we are here where right now they're actually building it, and it's actually being praised, and there's actually people on YouTube and Twitter and other places commenting, begging for this technology. Let's watch the video. Or what neurons sound like if you've been listening to them for decades. And that's what they were communicating. Right? They, they, were, they were telling the field, we've got neurons, pay attention. And overnight, it seemed the industry... We've got neurons, folks, pay attention. Pay attention, we've got neurons. Okay. By the way, the guy kind of looks like, uh, well... I don't know. You watch uh, watch the video over at pain.tv slash gold. But, um, okay, let's uh, move on with this video. 
industry took notice. Then, in April of 2021, Neuralink released the so-called Mind Pong video. Pager was the name. It's a rhesus macaque, which is you know the type of monkey that is very commonly used in this field. Implanted with two of the N1 devices, the Neuralink devices, performing brain control of a cursor on a screen. That's extremely significant because here, Neuralink is showing their new hardware, their new device in their hands works in a monkey. That's the level that's necessary to convince the scientific community, to convince the FDA that you're ready to go into human clinical trials. Right. So as soon as you are able to Frankenstein hack a macaque monkey and get it to play mind pong, uh, then you are ready to take out a a meat tenderizer and smash in a human skull and put your internet router inside their brain no you're ready for that and the fda the wonderful food and drug administration is definitely going to approve it but it would not have been approved unless you could show that you could hammer a plug into a monkey's brain and get it to play video games. I mean, that's the kind of stuff, folks, that gets you Food and Drug Administration approval, you know, because it's the highest level of approval you need to start uh, ramming these things into people's heads. Then again, you have to ask yourself, with all of the crazy experiments that we were doing on humans at Fort Detrick, a couple miles from me in Maryland, in Frederick, Maryland, we were doing MK Ultra. Also grew out of the uh, out of the uh, Nazi Nazi experiments. We were doing MK Ultra mind control experiments. Which oh oh wait a second, doesn't that tie into this? Into the ability to control one's mind, hack one's brain? Oh yes, it does. They made it seem like in this video that that only started in 2002, but we can go back to MKUltra. Well, we were running experiments on those people out of Fort Detrick. I wonder if we needed the Food and Drug Administration's approval to load those people up with psychedelics and torture them, uh, only to learn how to break their mind in order to be able to reconstruct it in the image of the person who was doing the mind-breaking and reconstructing. Again, these wonderful scientists and engineers, these great humanitarians, these people like Musk and Zuckerberg, and soon-to-be who we'll talk about, Lars Butler of the AI Foundation, who calls himself a humanist, a humanist, these people that are hacking the human mind dare call themselves humanists when and in fact, they are anti-human and focused on engineering humanity out of existence through technocratic genocide. Right? Do you get it? Do you see what these people are up to? I hope you do, because this is a major issue that your children, your grandchildren are going to be up against. And it is only us that can warn them of what is coming it may not affect me or you probably if you're older than me it won't affect you but me it's going to affect me and it's definitely going to affect my child so let's watch the rest of this video that's the evidence the fda is looking for the recording power of the n1 device in pager was eye-opening because of the sheer number of individual electrodes that had been implanted there was definitely a lot of clever engineering that went into that to build a device that can transmit 2048 electrodes worth of spiking information, right, of, of digital ones and zeros of spikes over a radio 
wirelessly. And when you have that many channels, the performance that you should be able to get should eclipse what we've been able to do in the academic field. You know, the maximum number of electrodes I've ever recorded from is two to three hundred. So with all those electrodes... Right, so he's saying in the monkey there was over 2,000. He's only recorded two to 300. So he's so excited about the level of information they could collect. Or remember, this is all to help people with paralysis. This is all to help people with traumatic brain injury. This is all to help fat people lose weight. That's why they're doing this. You know, it's just, it's humanity. They're all nonprofits. They just run this out of the kindness of their hearts. Just the kindness of their hearts. They love you. That guy loves you. Can you not hear it in his voice? Can you not see it in his eyes? That man right there from Stanford, he loves you. He does. He wakes up every morning to serve you. He loves you. How does a device like the N1 get implanted in a subject's brain? Make no mistake, this is neurosurgery. It is not a joke. This requires cutting the skin Okay, yeah, it's no joke. Although, remember, Elon Musk talks about his robot that's going to do it on you in one hour. One hour, it's going to perform the surgery, and you do not need general anesthesia. Uh, it will perform it on you in one hour. You're in and out of the hospital. It's like getting your tires changed, folks. No big deal. It's like getting a tune-up on your car. It's like going in to get a haircut at the supercuts don't worry about it one hour bing bang boom you're out of there folks one hour it's like getting a back massage you're gonna love it folks you're gonna love this it must said one hour this guy it's no joke it's neurosurgery so let's see what he has to say about it getting down to skull drilling a hole in the skull exposing what's called the dura, which is this protective layer of tissue that surrounds the brain, cutting the dura, folding it back to expose the brain, and then you get to the surface of the brain where you can implant the electrodes. Do you hear this? Do you hear this? <laughs> Are you listening to this? I have to point it out to you because a lot of you say to me, that you love that I break this down into layman's terms for you and you're able to share this show with people because I make it easy to understand. So I'm going to continue to do that because hundreds of people wrote to me and told me they appreciate that. Just think about what he said and then the fact that we at the same time are normalizing this. It must goes out there to normalize it. The man just said it's very complicated to install this chip in your head that they have to drill a hole in your skull, right? Let's start with that. Is that normal? Does it sound fun? Does it sound like a great idea? Something you'd just go in and do on a Saturday afternoon or Sunday right after church. You just stroll up to the drive-in clinic. You get a COVID test. You get a 14th booster and have a hole drilled in the back of your skull while you eat a McDonald's Big Mac. That special sauce all over the Big Mac and pouring out of the back of your skull. No, then they cut the dura, which is the protective layer over your brain. So they drill into your skull. Have you ever drilled into to bone or like a shark tooth to make a necklace as a kid? Drill into your skull. Make a hole. A hole. This is normal, folks. 
Then they cut the dura, which is the protective layer, and they're going to peel this back. This is so you can play mind pong in your mind. They're going to peel that back, and then they have access to your brain, to your brain. And then I don't know if you've ever seen a glass cigar tube. My grandfather used to smoke these cigars that would come in a glass cigar tube with like a, a plastic cap. Well, it looks like that's what's shoved down into this person's head they're showing right now, where they have a shaved spot on the head, and then it looks like a glass tube with a plastic cap shoved into the man's head. This is normal now. This is going to be the reality. This is how we're going to augment the human brain, according to Ray Kurzweil and Dennis Bushnell and Elon Musk. All these people that love you, they're just going to drill the hole in your head, Peel back the dura and have access to your brain. Don't worry. This is normal. It's everyday procedure. It's just like going to the doctor and uh, and having a pap smear, ladies. That's all it is. Don't worry. It's just a normal procedure. The biggest risks with these types of techniques are infection, bleeding, and tissue damage. So what would it take? It's just infection, bleeding, and tissue damage. That's it. As Musk said, just an hour in and out. It'll be easy. It's going to be simple. It's like running into Starbucks and grabbing a coffee. Just just running up to the gas station and filling up your tank. That's all it is. Just don't worry about the infection and the bleeding. Don't worry about that at all. For the FDA to approve clinical trials in humans. The Neuralink device are called Class 3 medical devices. They they are implantable and they're going into very sensitive body cavities. That is the highest level of scrutiny that the FDA assigns to. Oh, it's, it's level three designated by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. As I said yesterday, soon to be the Food, Drug and uh, Skull Drilling Administration. They're going to oversee that, I guess, now. And so... Don't worry. It's a level three. It's the highest level of scrutiny. Don't worry. This is not as simple as getting a zoning permit to build a shed in your backyard. No, you're going to have to clear level three in order to in order to get the the classification uh, permits and uh, to clear the regulations in order to drill people's skulls out. So don't worry. The FDA will take care of it. They're a great company, by the way. They're fantastic. They're actually former high-level members of the FDA are currently involved in building the new RNA sequence and manufacturing it for the new Moderna booster soon to be released in the united states in the fall they sit on the board of that company but don't worry they're great people over the fda folks think about this think about having a hole drilled in your skull your dura cut and peeled back and letting these monsters access your brain while i take a quick break ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Wow, folks, we are back from that break. And I was thinking, you know, 
a great pickup line for you young dudes out there. I, you know, we live in a weird world, and you've got to be more sensitive. You got to be careful. And I was thinking a great pickup line amongst these young kids, the ones into the video games and the technology and the ones on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter that comment and say they would love this, but a great pickup line if you're uh, meeting with a lady, I don't know, maybe in the metaverse, maybe it's not in real life anymore. But if you just say to her, hey, sweetheart, you're beautiful. Do you mind if I um, drill a hole in your skull and peel back your dura? No, I mean, that would be great. I think that would actually be a fascinating... uh, fascinating pickup line but folks what we're gonna do now because we approached two hours pretty quickly that was nuts and i was not planning on doing this i swear is that uh we are going to finish this video and and then excuse me we are going to uh i'm actually going to end the show and then i'm going to record the uh next show right away so we're going to do musk and uh all of the investors behind Neuralink in the next show so it ends up being six parts but that's okay because 666 is a wonderful number that these people love so much so we'll do that because that is going to take me um i just looked at the notes I, i haven't looked at it in a while but here let me just show you quickly uh before we come back to finish this video but if you take a look i actually wrote out this outline and these are the investors behind uh neuralink and then i've got about 35 uh tabs open on uh, chrome here that uh, go into depth on all of these different investors research i did so what we're going to do is we're going to pick that back up in the next episode we'll end that and then we'll do the ai foundation because if i jam that in this show you're just not going to remember it i'm going to rush through it and it is going to be a complete and total disaster so instead we will put that into another episode and that way i can really break it down <laughs> because i have to read a lot of those um articles to you so you really get an understanding for the investors and the individuals behind Neuralink and the people behind this frankenstein technology that we're looking at don't you want to know so let's finish up this video right now medical devices they don't have a predecessor there's no previous example that's approved and so you know, very appropriately they got a high bar they have to cross in order to get it approved so what Neuralink has to do next is prepare a very right so this guy's job as you can see i think the people listening to this show have the ability to uh decipher this man's uh, cryptic code oh they have a very high bar to set the fda the food and drug administration they're going to set a very high bar because there's been no predecessors they're the first to do it remember what i told you this technology probably has already been developed by darpa um and or NASA or any of the other intelligence or military uh, organizations within the government. Musk is just there to normalize it and to feed it to the public. Excuse me, I had to get a drink of water. But 
This guy's job is to say, oh, Musk has to cross this threshold. It's it's a race. It's a race, and he's got to cross this threshold to be able to release it into the public and start start uh, bringing this to market. So don't worry. The FDA is going to be there to make sure everything is safe. It's going to be great. Don't worry. Just take the vaccine. Take it, and you're not going to get COVID. Now everyone who got vaccinated and boosted is getting COVID constantly. I have never been vaccinated, nor have I ever been boosted, nor have I ever been tested, nor have I ever had COVID or COVID-like symptoms. Surprisingly, I didn't need the vaccine, but somehow everyone I know, friends and family that are vaccinated, God bless them, I pray for them, but they're always getting sick. And now they're saying to me, well, I never thought I was uh, not going to get sick. Of course you did. You all said you were going to, I was going to die for not getting the vaccine. And now all of you are getting sick. And every time they're sick, what do they say because of the cognitive dissonance? They say, well, imagine how bad it would be if I wasn't vaccinated. No, the fact is people like the FDA approved these vaccines, whether through emergency uh, practices or through actual channels. And it was all released into the public. And the same government bureaucrats and regulators that are going to approve Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip are the same people that allowed the vaccines and all the other drugs that kill people out into the wild. And that's just the way it is. Sorry about that if you don't like it. A long and technical document with all the evidence from animal studies that their device is safe and effective. This document is submitted to the FDA, who has 90 days to review and give them an answer. If the FDA says yes, then their clinical trial is approved and Neuralink can enroll and recruit human participants. We're Now, that's such a load of horseshit as if Neuralink, this company with these billionaires behind it, companies like Google, people like Peter Thiel, all of these people that are tied to InQtel, which is the CIA's hedge fund, which we've covered in other shows. So there's government money coming right out of the CIA. This is all built on CIA programs like MKUltra. This is all run by the government. So if you think that there's like a nerd sitting at a desk, like a clerical worker at uh, the Neuralink uh, office sitting in her cubicle typing up a, hey, we have to submit the application today, Elon. Um, okay, line five, uh, question two. Uh, what is your ethnic background elon okay what is your gender are we doing male female non-binary uh double cross confused queer what is it uh yeah if you think that they're actually filling out a form to submit it to the fda in order to get approval to start drilling holes in people's skulls you're crazy you're absolutely crazy this is this is so bogus it's such bull it's total propaganda folks on the cusp of a complete paradigm shift this type of technology has the potential to transform our treatments not just for stroke and paralysis and degenerative disease motor degenerative diseases but also for pretty much every other type of brain disease Oh, every other type of brain disease. No, it's not just paralysis. It's not just brain injury. Every type of brain disease, we're going to fix it. Yes, like I told you, yeah, these people, Peter Thiel, Google, uh, Sam Altman, who's part of Y Combinator, CEO of OpenAI, right? Fred Ersham, right, who's, who's the co-founder of Coinbase. Yeah, he cares about curing your paralysis and your brain disease these are humanitarians alexander tomas who's uh, russian israeli connected 
possibly Russian intelligence. He's invested in this, folks. Right? Oh, he cares about solving paralysis. And as Musk said, right, he's the pitch man. He's the head of it. On paper, he's invested more money than the others. He said that it's going to cost a few thousand dollars. So they're all doing this to cure paralysis. If you believe that, then I would get a brain chip. From Parkinson's to epilepsy to dementias, Alzheimer's, and even psychiatric disease. Seeing Neuralink and the other companies in this space start an industry around neuroengineering, brain-machine interfaces, neuroprosthetics, has been a tremendous amount of validation for neuroscientists and engineers who have been working in this space for decades. How much happier could the scientific community be than to give birth to an industry? Oh, yeah. So the scientific community is so excited that the grandson of an instrumental technocrat from the 1930s is giving birth to a company that's going to hack the human brain. And this man and the rest of these scientists, scientists and engineers know damn well that this has nothing to do with curing paralysis or stroke or anything else. They know exactly what Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA, they know exactly what Elon Musk, they know exactly what Ray Kurzweil, because he's big in that industry, goal is, which is to utilize the interface to upload your consciousness to the cloud, the cloud-based artificial silicon, silicone neocortex. They know this, and they are so full of it, these whacked-out weirdos. I'm serious. They know this. If they don't, I don't know how the hell these people are supposed to be so intelligent and so smart. How do they not know this, but I know this, and you know this? This is all publicly sourced information that I report on. This is in their own articles, own trades, own words. I've showed you the videos. Let's finish with this clown. So will this industry someday lead to the creation of cyborg humans with superhuman intelligence? There's all sorts of wild speculation in our field. I think science fiction is wonderful. There's no speculation in the field. Is it going to turn humans into cyborgs? Elon Musk said we already are cyborgs. Ray Kurzweil has said we already are cyborgs. Dennis Bushnell has said we already are cyborgs. Yuval Noah Harari said we are hackable animals and we need to get used to the fact. They've already admitted this. And this man is going to say, oh, there's speculation. Speculation, uh that this could happen. Telling very creative and captivating stories about all sorts of things, including including brain-machine interfaces. The reality is we are in such early stages of this space, right, where we are just barely able to record from neurons that control muscles and try to interpret something, glean meaningful information out of that. We're going to be in that space for decades. Uh, that's they're not going to be in the space for decades they're not going to be in the space for decades because their pitch man elon musk said they're going to be putting into people's heads this year you think as soon as they get this into people's heads it's going to take them decades 
to manipulate people and allow them to mind jump. Elon Musk was saying on Joe Rogan's show that within 25 years, there's going to be, no, no, no. He said within five years, there will be no language The people will communicate through mind control. So don't, when you watch these propaganda pieces, don't ever fall for this stuff. Oh, it's going to be decades. That's the same thing where Elon Musk comes out and he says to Joe Rogan, it's not going to sneak up on you. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. But they're always working on it. They're constantly working on it. There's billions upon billions of dollars, governments behind it. It's moving at warp speed because it's most likely already created. This is just the slow rollout, as I told you, the adoption campaign. So they have to pretend that they're developing it so that then they could bring it to market and they could have a cool, pink, shiny plug they put in your head and kids will line up for it. Maybe they'll do them at the schools without a parental consent. They do everything else now without parental consent. They could vax your kid without parental consent. They could start giving your kid uh, hormones and puberty blockers without your consent. Why do you think they're not going to do this without your consent? Where I will focus much of my career is understanding what's going on with these neurons and the circuits that they are working on. That's where the last 15 years of my work has been. And the coming several decades of my work will focus in on this space because that's going to be the forefront of neuroscience. The rest, I think, is fun to think about, but I don't see how that's going to be in the foreseeable future. Now, because this man, in the last minute tried to downplay the technology and pretend as if Elon Musk and these others are not working on exactly what they claim they're working on, which is uploading your consciousness into the cloud and then beaming it down into non-biological or biological meat suits, bodies, objects, whatever, And this guy is supposed to be this top researching scientist in this field. And in this Wired Magazine video, downplays what Musk is doing, even though he's praising Musk for doing it. Oh, it's so great that this company Neuralink is building these brain interfaces. They're advancing the science and engineers dream of brain interfacing. But then says... Oh, everything else is essentially, you heard his coded language, or everything else is essentially a conspiracy theory. If you try to say they're going to do mind leaping and mind twinning, that's what he was trying to get at there. Although, the very people he's praising, Elon Musk and Ray Kurzweil and others that are behind this technology, Kurzweil being the chief engineer at Google, Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA who talks about this and praise Musk for doing it, this man's going to sit there and try to pretend as if, what, Musk didn't say that? Well, how could you praise Musk and Neuralink and his company, of which Musk, as I said, publicly is the largest cash investor, how can you sit there and pretend that all of that stuff is a pipe dream and this is only about curing people with paralysis and reading the neurons in the brain 
when you know damn well that he watched every video that we've watched here and more because he's in that field. This is supposedly what he's interested in, right? So he watches this all the time. So he's there on Wired Magazine to run cover, to run cover for the crazy stuff Musk said. So now he caught my radar. And I will be looking into that gentleman. I'm putting a note down here. Snidely gentleman. No, I'm looking, I'm going to look into him and see what his game is and what he's doing over at Stanford. Because a lot of times you jump into these little rabbit holes and it is worth your while because I'll probably find out a million different programs that that guy's working on. And we'll see his involvement with Neuralink. And then we will see exactly how far he's gotten with his Frankenstein technology and his involvement in all of this. So now that I saw him, I'm glad we watched that because he caught my radar. He is on my radar, folks. Beep, 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 beep. I'm going to come looking for you, dude, just like we're going to do with AI Foundation and Lars Butler right after we finish this Elon Musk episode. So, tomorrow, we are going to finish this. I'm going to, no videos. We're going to jump right into the list of investors. I'm going to walk you through that, and I'm going to show you the money behind it, and then we're getting into AI Foundation. And I talked to Maria Albanese today on the phone for a little while. She is going to come on the show. We're either going to record that on Wednesday or on Thursday, and she's going to debrief me on my trip to Poland, and we are going to talk about Poland as an option for living one foot out of the matrix and in relative normalcy for hopefully the next 5, 10, 15 years. That is my plan, and sometimes when I've got ideas, I've got plans, I need to talk to other people about it i talked to my wife but she doesn't want to come on the show so if maria comes on we can think tank that and war game it and she can really help me figure out the pros and the cons and the holes in that plan and so we will do that on wednesday or thursday ladies and gentlemen i need to go play monkey mind pong because it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun but first i gotta go upstairs my wife said it'll only take an hour she's gonna drill a hole in my skull and peel back my jaw and play with my brain i think that's going to be a blast ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold thank you for taking this ride with me this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.